The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to our All 32 series for the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here. This is the series where we catch up with insiders to give you the need-to-know information on every NFL team. Today, we are diving into the New England Patriots with Pick 6 super friend, CBS Sports NFL writer, and Patriots insider, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, uh, thank you for joining us and giving your time. How are we doing today? No worries. What's going on, guys? Long time no talk. Uh, did, did, you get, did, you, did you just induct Sully into the, is it, I mean, I, I was I, about I, to say, I feel I was, like I, I feel just became a server friend. I haven't been on in a while. I got elevated and promoted. Yeah, it's like, wow, congrats, well, congrats, Sully. Well, well look, let's be, let's be clear. Yes. You he's might, new... I mean, Katie, I mean, I guess, Katie, you are a super, I mean, like you and I are the new super friends, really. Like, Breach is still there. And like, but Wilson, Wilson with his little diva ways had to go, we have my own draft podcast. I'm tired of talking about the draft with Brinson. You can check out, by the way, Ryan Wilson's excellent podcast with Rick Spielman with the first pick wherever you find your podcast. Maybe I have a misunderstanding of what a super friend is because mm. I thought there was Will Brinson and then the cast around you was the super friends. Which no, 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 I no. I'm a super, no, no. It's sort of Sully. like the Justice. It's like the Justice League or the Avengers with less superpowers and uh, uh, less height. Sully's a perfect. I would have. Sully is. A, Sully was more than welcome to be a super friend. I just didn't know. Okay. That, like, yeah. Okay. Well, are. you're in. Congrats, Sully, on your oh, promotion. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there, yeah, there's, uh, there's no, uh, no title. And no pay raise whatsoever, but you you're a super uh, friend. That's fine. Okay. It's it's like I'm like I'm like the Ant Man of Avengers at this point. <laughs> <laughs> what, who am I? <laughs> who, uh, Katie, I guess you congrats too. You're a super friend as well. Okay. Well, look, look at us. I've this I've inducted uh, both start, of us. Look at us. We, we both <laughs> didn't see, we, didn't we, see we, that we happening. Come up. <laughs> yeah. we, need, we need the we need actually ironically we need the Paul Rudd gif where he's like, look at us drinking water. That's Ant Man yeah. too. Um, okay. So the Patriots. Patriots. Patriots, we're recording this in advance so people are aware. Um, In the event, we're recording this on a Friday. You're listening to it early in the week, I think probably Tuesday. But just to be clear, if DeAndre Hopkins signs, 
we didn't know about it. If he signs at 4.30 on Tuesday, we'll probably come back and have to bug Sully again. But for right now, DeAndre Hopkins remains unsigned, but spent plenty of time with the Patriots. And I think I saw a report um, from Jeff Howe of The Athletic that the Patriots are actually really pursuing him even after he left Foxborough, but is still like kind of locally based. Uh, what, you know, what are you hearing on Hopkins? What do you think the timeline is? And how do you think this would do? You think this would be a net benefit for the Patriots? Well, yeah, certainly it would help the New England Patriots if they bring in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. I just find it fascinating from a, a big picture standpoint with the Patriots. They don't really do this kind of stuff. Like they don't really do these recruiting visits and kind of you know trying to woo and push to sign these guys. Usually, you know, Bill Belichick he's accustomed to teams trying to woo him, trying to join New England and trying to take a reduced salary yeah. to join the New England Patriots. So they're in kind of new ground here. With all of this, and again, that's just a testament to how things have gone post Tom Brady. It's a Tom where, Brady effect, really. I mean, like, sure. remember, like Ocho Cinco, Albert Hainsworth, Corey yeah. Dillon. I mean, Randy Moss was traded, but like, like th- people were dying to go to New England, and those are just some of the bigger name guys, that, and they didn't all work out. But like DeAndre Hopkins, you know, is the type of guy ten years ago would have been like, look, I, I don't, I don't want any money. I just want to come and, and win. And now it seems to be the opposite. Right. And going to the actual visit, I, I, it does seem from all accounts looking from the outside that things went well. He's posting on his Instagram story alongside Matthew Judon calling him La Familia. So there is a connection. Judon's been very public on social media trying to recruit DeAndre Hopkins. So from that standpoint, it does look like there is at least interest on the part of DeAndre Hopkins. He took the visit. He's posting about the visit. And from a Patriot standpoint, not only does he provide a need, but there's a ton of familiarity. Obviously, the Bill O'Brien thing's pretty obvious. But even going back to Bill Belichick, you go back to the Monday Night Football game last year leading up with the Patriots and Cardinals, Bill Belichick was talking about DeAndre Hopkins and putting him in the category of one of the best players he's ever had to coach against. And that is, for a guy like Bill Belichick, that is a pretty you know, prestigious list to be on. So that from that standpoint, there's interest on both sides. We'll have to see where it goes. What are the early impressions, Sully, of Mac Jones um, at minicamp? You know, we talked last year, he didn't really have a lot of weapons. And now potentially there's DeAndre Hopkins is going to be in there. You look at some of his um, uh, futures, his season passing yards over under 3,250 and a half, passing touchdowns, 16 and a half. Do these what what does it look like from what you've seen so far? Are these are these overs or unders? Well, well, it's so funny because you know going through OTAs and minicamp over the past couple of days and weeks, you're excited to see and you're talking about DeAndre Hopkins. You're wondering what this offense is going to look like with him potentially coming aboard. I still want to see what it looks like with Juju Smith-Schuster. We haven't seen him right. on the field at this point this offseason, along with Tyquan Thornton, the second year second round pick in 2021. We haven't seen those guys come in, excuse me, 2022. We haven't seen those guys because they've either been dealing with injuries, the Patriots are holding them back. So when they're giving us the glimpses of this offense, it's with Devontae Parker, it's with Kendrick Bourne, it's with guys that even beyond that top four haven't really been involved too, too much. And, and, you know, you get a little bit with the tight ends, you get a little bit with the running backs, but it hasn't really been that full picture view of what this offense could be, even without DeAndre Hopkins. So, what we've seen so far from Mac Jones, extremely efficient. I don't know if they're necessarily trying as hard as they possibly can. Again, this is minicamp and OTAs. They're going 11 on 11s, but it's not full pads, full contact like we'll get in training camp. But what we've seen so far from Matt Jones specifically is the accuracy that has really caught my eye. I think that that 
is a part that Bill O'Brien is really going to try to highlight in this offense. The fact that Mac Jones, who isn't the most mobile quarterback in the world, but is pinpoint accuracy. He's smart pre-snap. That's the type of stuff that we've seen so far that I think is going to be interesting with Bill O'Brien at the helm. So do we think that the – where is the trust level with Bill Belichick and Mac Jones? I mean, that was, there was obviously a big thing yeah. coming out of the year when you had the – you know, I think Tom Curran, um, a friend of the pod, pointed out that, you know, he, he went in – Mac Jones was, like, seeking outside counsel. And you, and you and I talked about this several times last year, so in the offseason, all bleeds together, right? But, like, you know, he – Mac Jones was going outside and trying to talk to people, like, what do, like, what do I do? Like, try to like, make the offense better – which is, you know, it's the irony of it is like, that's, you know, he's, he's trying to get better, but by going outside the Patriots, you know, the, the, the Patriot, the, the Patriots way, he of course violated Bill Belichick's trust. Do, do we think there's a, is there a pathway where he rebuilds that? Was that overblown? And is, you know, cause he, he helped Bill O'Brien learn the Alabama offense when, when BOB got down there to Tuscaloosa, like, is this, is the Bill O'Brien, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones connection enough to really, Re, like re-solidify that trust level. Yeah, I think so. And I think this offense offseason went a long way in doing that. I think that everybody is aware that the Matt Patricia, Joe Judge leading yeah. the offense last year was, you know, spoiler alert, not a great idea. That <laughs> blew, up, blew up in their face. Anyone I, other than Bill Belichick does that. And we're like, this is the worst. Andy Reid did this with Juan Castillo when he made him the he's a, he made him the defensive coordinator after he was the offensive line coach. And we're like, okay, Andy Reid's great. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And it blew up. Only Belichick could get away with doing that crap. Yeah, and I mean, we knew it right away in training camp last year that this is not how things typically are run. And then you go fast forward into OTAs and minicamp. You're like, yeah, this makes a lot more sense. And Mac Jones even noted, I think in a veiled kind of side jab to the way things went last year, calling this offseason, this offense with Bill O'Brien normal. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that's... That's, that's not, I don't know if that's failed. I guess it's like kind of failed. That's pretty veiled, but kind of directly failed. So that that part, but I do think that the fact that they were able to move off of that, bring in an established guy in Bill O'Brien who knows Bill Belichick, knows the system, knows Mac Jones, and they go into the offseason and, and do make some moves. Now, DeAndre Hopkins will have to put off to the side. We don't know if that's going to happen, but we do know that they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, who on paper should be an elevation over Jacoby Myers. They bring yeah. in Mike Gesicki, who is definitely going to be an upgrade over Jonu Smith. They're they're improving the roster around him on top of giving him an actual offensive head coach. I think that'll go a long way in smoothing things over. It was rude to say that about Jacoby Myers, by the way. I, I know. I knew that, I knew that would get a rise out of you. <laughs> so you talked about, uh, you know, we talked about Mac Jones and the passing game, but what about the ground game? Are there concerns with the depth chart uh, with running backs right now? No, I actually think it's low-key going to be one of their strengths. I think that that is one thing to kind of keep an eye on here. Obviously, you lose Damian Harris. That's a big note. Going to Buffalo, he's going to be in your backyard in the division. That's going to sting a little bit. But I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to be in for a huge year. He already had a big year last year. He was a big piece of their offense. I think it's only going to be bigger. But I also really am interested to see what happens with Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. They're two draft picks from a year ago. They look good in minicamp and in OTAs. Again, there's not a lot of contact. It's tough yep. to really tell because, you know, you're running through an offensive line. You're running through a defense that really can't do too, too much. But just from how they look, they look bigger. They look like NFL caliber running backs. They don't look like guys that are in the first year in the league. And another one, too, 
Ty Montgomery, I think, is a guy that was having a huge year, a huge training camp last year, and just injuries got in the way, wasn't able to be an impact for this team. He's back again this year, and I think, again, he's going to be somebody who you can line up in the backfield, move him in the slot, be a kind of a chess piece for this team. Okay. They, they, they kept him here for a reason, and so all of a sudden you're talking about four running backs that are now at their disposal, I think that those four are going to be interesting. They got rid of James Robinson, but I think that that's, again, partially because of injuries, but partially because they see Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong, they could be factors here. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I think, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson looks like a, you know, a feature back, but yeah. if you, I think if you just sort of glance at the depth of it and, you know, you could look at that as a possible concern. I think that's a very interesting note. People who are into uh, best ball, drafts and mm. and the such or do you want to take a deep fantasy fire like those strong and harris make a ton of sense as guys who could see a workload if something happens to stevenson right well, you never know too i mean pierre strong you know as much as we've seen Ramondre stevenson be that receiving back as well as a pure runner and be a feature guy we all know that the patriots offense loves to have that kind of yeah. receiver whether it's shane vereen falk james white even rex burkhead for a little bit too pierre strong kind of has the the making of that type of player so, yeah, maybe in a best ball, not even injury withstanding. If you're talking deep, deep leagues, that could be someone you might want to look at. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk some defense, maybe some uh, two tight end yeah. comparisons, maybe not, oh. and uh, some gambling odds for the Patriots. Next. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, Sully, uh, on the tight ends real quick, I'll let Katie ask you about the defense. Um, I, I just This just occurred to me, my old brain... Sometimes takes uh, a while to get the cobwebs shook out, but I forgot that. Um, I don't know why I forgot this. I just remember talking to Bill O'Brien in Indianapolis at the Super Bowl, Patriots Giants, uh, when the when the second time around, 
when Eli Manning hit Mario Manningham, I'm sure you remember the pain in your childhood. I uh, don't want to relive it. The point being is that was the, that was sort of when they had Aaron Hernandez and, you know, obviously things didn't work out off the field. RIP, whatnot, but like Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski were for, a, I mean, were an insane combination and Bill O'Brien really utilized them well in that offense. I mean, do we think that, I mean, you know, can, can the Patriots sort of, I don't want to say like, I'm not, not this is just like bring, I, I don't know where I'm trying to go here with this. I, I, I think, I think what I'm trying to say is like how to Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki, can they be utilized in a similar fashion? They're not quite as chess piecey. Like Gronk, Gronk and Hernandez were such a perfect compliment because you could move Hernandez all over and then Gronk was the ultimate red zone weapon. I just sort of wonder, do we think this is enough to, to sort of replicate what they had before in that Bill O'Brien offense? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be the same because like you were saying, when they were using Hernandez, they were using Hernandez like an H-back at times too. Like it was, exactly. it was much different in terms of the skill sets between Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki. But I do think that you're going to see a sizable amount of 12 personnel with both of those guys on the field. Now, I don't think that that's really going to be in rushing situations. I don't know if Mike Kosicki is the type of guy that's like Gronkowski who can catch the ball and also block with the best of them as well. But from what we've seen so far with Mike Kosicki, very fluid, very smooth within this offense. You know, they do have other tight ends like Anthony Ferkser and, you know, Scotty Washington, someone who I just noticed from a physical standpoint was a lot bigger than what I imagine. He's just, you know, that's depth pieces that can help them in the running game and kind of be that third option for them. But as it relates to Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki, I think that it could be a fascinating red zone offense with both of those guys on the field at the same time. We've already seen the chemistry between Mac Jones and Hunter Henry in the red area. I think that Kosicki could certainly be that guy as well. All right, let's talk about that defense. Obviously, Bill Belichick run defense is always going to be a bright spot for the Patriots. You got Christian Gonzalez, uh, you know, a rare rookie cornerback drafted high by Bill Belichick. How are the vibes for the defense this year? Are you feeling confident? Yeah, I think that that is probably going to be the biggest strength of this team. As much as we're going to talk about Bill O'Brien, as much as we're going to talk about Mac Jones in year three and how much can he be the franchise guy and all that stuff, the strength of this team is going to be its defense. And the reason why they are contending in these games are going to be because they're able to slow down Aaron Rodgers, because they're able to slow down Josh Allen and Tua Tunga-Vailoa and Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. That's what's going to kind of make the life easier for the offense and what we've seen so far, you mentioned Christian Gonzalez so far day one starting corner. It just feels like he's really? out there with the first team offense the entire time. And it feels like we're kind of in that trajectory where he's just going to be that plug and play kind of guy. Now let's see what it looks like. He's going to be tested right out of the gate. I mean, potentially you're talking about either Devonta Smith or AJ Brown that you're going to be asked to cover in week one against the Eagles. But right yeah. now and how things when they're running their first team offenses and things like that, more often than not, you're seeing Christian Gonzalez opposite of whether it's Jack Jones or Jalen Mills or Jonathan Jones. It's Christian Gonzalez that's out there. That's fascinating. So, I mean, I was thinking about this when we were, you know, you know, sort of crafting our questions for for Patriots purposes. That was a lot of alliteration that I didn't mean to have. Um, thank you. <laughs> that's it. I'm out of here. Uh, the uh, <laughs> um is this the high? That's the highest that Belichick's ever. Am I am I missing on somebody obvious? Is this the highest he's ever drafted a cornerback? Right, corner probably. I can't. Stephon Gilmore is the Stephon mind. Gilmore and Darrell Revis are the highest drafted cornerbacks he's ever acquired. And he he uh, he, you know, he signed Gilmore to that big contract, and then he they traded for Revis, right? Or they traded? Yeah, for Revis? I think Revis was either a free agent signing or yeah, or, right. Um, I mean, sorry, I mean, I, I, I could. I, 
I'm like 99% sure it is because the Patriots haven't picked that high under Bill Belichick. Like they right. never picked this high. And when they traded up, they mostly traded up to, um, to get like, like anyway, it's a like Chandler Jones. I'm pretty sure it's the highest he's ever drafted him. So it's like that to me is given his background in coaching and how he's developed, you know, Malcolm Butler, um, you know, all these like, you know, later round cornerbacks and turn them into stars and then let them go. I think it's like, to me, the expectations for Gonzalez specifically are like, I don't think are being talked about enough given who drafted him, how high he was drafted and that roster that's already in place. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be, you know, I don't know. It's tough to say, you know, okay, he's going to be the day one guy. He's going to be the Steph Gilmore. He's going to be the next Ty Law. It's it's tough to put that on him. And, and, you know, even in today's terms, like he can't be, you know, he's not going to be Sauce Gardner. I don't think you could put that. He might be, but you can't put that expectation. I mean, Sauce Gardner wasn't even supposed to be Sauce Gardner. Sure, exactly. So, you know, is he someone that can come out and start and maybe kind of ease his way along and then maybe become towards the end of the year, that shutdown guy, he's going to have plenty of opportunities. Like I said, he's starting with the first team offense and OTAs and in mini camp, probably going to be the case when we get back to this team in training camp. It's just a matter of how quickly can it click in terms of the speed of the game. And, and like I said, too, you're going to be tested early, whether it's AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you look at some of these, these games that they have coming up, the Patriots. I mean, you know, week one, like I said, AJ Brown or, or Devontae Smith week two, Jalen Waddle or Tyree Kill, maybe even week three, Garrett Wilson. That is trial Have by fire. Have fun with that. That is tr- that <laughs> yeah. is throwing him out of the nest and seeing if he will fly. Now, if he stinks in those games, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a bust, but also it'll be fascinating to see how he deals with that adversity right out of the gate. Well, I mean, we look at some Patriots futures here, and you talked about how tough it is in, in just even the first three games, who their opponents are. Win total set to seven and a half. Total wins in division, that over-under set to two and a half. And you look at that division, the Jill, the Jills, the Bills are a juggernaut. And then the Jets now have Aaron Rodgers. Like, how well are the Patriots going to do in division this year? Yeah, the division is as tough as it's been in, in a long time. Robert Kraft said this offseason that it's the toughest division in the NFL. So, you know, they're looking at it in a lens that's much different than how they've looked at it in years past under Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, obviously, because, you know, when they had Tom Brady, not only were they the top dogs in the NFL, but that entire division just wasn't able to really get its footing. Now it's a totally different ballgame. You have MVP caliber guys, you have former MVPs, you have first round picks, all of that in all different areas. And now you are in the spot where you're in the bottom. And and so for me, I think it's going to be, about the defense, and I keep going back to it. If they have this shutdown defense, and it's kind of what I was talking about, and I think I talked about it with you and Katie. I think we talked about it before when the Dolphins got Jalen Ramsey. I thought that was a great counter to what everybody else in the division was building. Even with the Patriots bringing Bill O'Brien, one of the best ways to kind of help slow down those high-flying offenses is to bring a what could be a shutdown corner in Jalen Ramsey. I think that that's kind of a similar approach how we should be looking at the Patriots here too. I, I do want to mention, you know, we were talking about Christian Gonzalez, that Marte Mapu, the third-round pick out of Sacramento State, he's been a linebacker-safety hybrid. He's been really impressive, and I think that one of the things that's being talked about here locally is how this defense is going to look mm. with Devin McCourty retired. Mm. And, I, and, you know, obviously – Super Bowl champion, captain, an all-time Patriot. He'll go into the Patriots Hall of Fame. But he is your classic center fielder. Now, and you had uh, Jabril Peppers talking about this at the end of minicamp, 
they're able to quote unquote spin the dial a little bit more because you have so much position versatility with Mapu, with Peppers, with Jalen Mills, that you can kind of sit in one look and do three or four different things and really confuse opposing quarterbacks. So if they're able to do that and be effective, because last year they were number two against the pass in DVOA. If you're telling me that they can kind of keep that level of playoff, but also provide a little bit of mystery, I think that that's going to help them in the division against these quarterbacks. So uh, by the way, three of the top nine MVP candidates at Caesars, the quarterbacks in the Patriots division, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, wow. and Tua Tagovailoa, <laughs> yeah. are in the top, are all in the top nine. Yeah. That is crazy, and it's actually kind of interesting. If this defense for the Patriots is that good, it could really impact the the MVP race. Like sure. if you if the Patriots have a top yeah. five defense in the NFL and and they limit Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Tua Tagovailoa Tagovailoa twice, and that's asking a lot because these guys are really good quarterbacks. Like that could flip everything on its head, and it makes sort of makes. I think it makes Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow like if you wanted to bet on the Patriots, you know, what I'm saying like a sort of a correlated bet on the Patriots having a good defense would be to take those three guys out of your top nine and say, okay, who could you know the odds for Mahomes, the odds for Burrow, the odds for uh, Hertz, Herbert, you know, Lawrence, you know, Lamar should be higher. Just a, just a thought there. Um, anything else catch your eye, Sully, in terms of yeah. uh, Patriots? You were all over the Patriots stinking it did join up last year and you were right i tried to talk you out of it you're like no dude i don't know what to tell you this offense is going to be dog crap and it was it was worse than you even projected uh where is your sense of because i think you do a good job like i mean you're you know you got patriots super bowl things behind you you, you know you grew up a pats fan but i think you do a very good job as a journalist of uh, of being objective when it comes to ex- your expectations for this team like, what do you think about that win total, seven and a half? Either that or I'm just naturally salty about all that. <laughs> or you're just, I mean, you're, 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 that could also just be true. Or you just watch the Bruins and the, you watch the Bruins get knocked out in the first round. The Bruins, the, the Celtics, the Red Sox stink. They're going to the Yankees this week. It's probably going to be a sweep. But yeah, no, it's, yeah. you know, but if really quickly, you know, going back to what you were saying, Katie, about the division, I think this is worth pointing out too. The division wins, it was two and a half, right? That's what you had? Yeah, two and a half. Yep. They do play the Jets in week 18. We don't know what that's going to look like. Mm. You know, the Jets could be going into the playoffs and wanting to rest Aaron Rodgers, and there's your win right there. If they're able to split with Buffalo and Miami, that could be something to kind of keep an eye out there for that one. So if you feel like they can split with either or, you know, who knows? If they can split with Buffalo and Miami, you might be you might be gifted that win in Week 18 against the New York Jets. But overall for the season, I think that this team is going to be better they're going to be a better football team than they were a year ago. I just fear that the record's going to be the same because of the division getting better, because of the road. It's one of the toughest schedules in the NFL that it's going to almost look the exact same, maybe not from a week-to-week standpoint from a viewing perspective, but when we kind of sit back here a year from now or we're kind of coming up after week 18, we'll say, all right, the Patriots went you know, seven in what and eight and what? They're still under 500, but I thought that we – got DeAndre Hopkins, maybe, or I thought yeah. we got Juju Smith-Schuster. So I thought we fixed the offense with Bill O'Brien. You did. It was a better football team overall. You were more competitive, but ultimately, you're still playing Philadelphia. You're still playing a Miami team who just has your number under Tua Tagovailoa. The Jets, who are set and forget a couple wins a year, that's not the case anymore. You're still playing, you know, you're going, I think you're going to, Can- or you're not going to Kansas City, but you're facing the Kansas City Chiefs. Denver could be better who you have on the on your schedule. Dallas you're going to. I mean, there are a lot of teams coming up here that are going to be difficult. Washington and the Colts, those should be easy wins. 
But outside of that, it's tough to kind of go down the schedule and tick off, that's a clear win. That's a clear win. There's only maybe two or three. And outside of that, you're like, okay, you really got to hope that Bill Belichick is able to scheme things up or this defense is able to shut teams down or Mac Jones is able to elevate and get back to the quarterback we saw during his rookie year. There's a lot of ifs there. And so that, to me, is what's giving me pause to say, okay, they fixed everything. They're going to be a playoff team. Yeah, they might be better, but I don't know if the record's going to indicate that. So maybe playing their total wins in division um, and not necessarily total wins. All right, Tyler Sullivan, thank you so much. Uh, Upgraded to a super friend accidentally, but you always should have been as far as I am concerned. Uh, Thank you for your insight on the Patriots. Stay tuned for more All 32 with daily drops in your podcast feed and on YouTube. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page, and we'll see you for the next one. Thanks, Sully. Thanks, Sully. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.